0: Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Potomatic mobile app.
1: This is Radio Free Brooklyn. And this is Young
2: Persons Radio. Hi. I don't usually wake up this early Okay. Caller, what is so important? <laughs> I guess it's a show where you talk to um, people who are
1: hit by lightning Hey, Colby It's Tim
3: Cat What's up, bitch? This is Mary Cooling
1: Colby, Colby, it's Jason
0: Trackerberry with a very quick phone call It's me, Jean Craighead George
3: It's Martha Yay. Yay
2: Can I tell you a pigeon story? He's
1: raising baby pigeons in a pasta colander
2: Piddle, is
1: that you? There's enough evidence on here to lock her away for a long time. <laughs> oh, I guess this is a maniac show for birds. Stupid, it's childish, and I would never do that to you.
0: Lily Simon.
1: What it's kind like- of art were you doing at the karate school? The art of the empty hands.
2: I take care of feral cats. This is me, it's a meatball. It's in the house.
1: <laughs> Caller, can't lift me out of this slump.
2: Call I'm not a fan of the show. Oh. I've never heard of it before. Are you back
3: to number one yet?
2: I'm feeling real cool.
1: Get me named a living landmark for New York. I got to shoot on Rob Shapiro real quick.
0: He's a
2: hat. His fans are morons.
1: I'm a big fan of your radio show, but off the
0: air, you're, you're kind of a terrible person. You
2: just sound like a bunch of dorks. I, I truly can't
3: you. tell if everyone's making fun of us. Is this what this feels this like is, every week? ah yeah. uh, I'm in. Oh my god, oh my god, let's call me. You have a nasty habit of surviving. Well, you know what they say about the fittest?
1: We're back. Let's keep that going for a little while. Just a little low in the background. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Young Persons Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn with me, your host, Colby Smith. We are here until 11 a.m. this morning. This is your Sunday morning call-in comedy program. So if you do want to call in, we will give the number out very shortly. Until then, I'm here to tell you that we have talk shows right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Live talk shows. This is the first live show of the day. And they will continue, live or otherwise, until 11 p.m. tonight, followed by at 11 a.m. by Points of Order, the great sports talk show. Uh, uh, they're back uh, in, in business. They're away for a little while and uh, are back to their regular schedule. At noon, we have the Brooklyn Conversation. And at 1 p.m., we have Objection to the Rule, which is Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. Uh, so do not touch that dial. We have every base covered. Every possible interest you have will be spoken about today at some point in the Radio Free Brooklyn programming schedule. So keep that player tab open on Safari all day long. And if you like what you're hearing, you can figure out how to support the station monetarily or otherwise by going to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. That's RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. And if you want to sponsor this show in particular, which helps us keep the administrative costs down, you can go to rfb.nyc slash YPR and click the link at the bottom of the page that says sponsor this show. That's rfb.nyc slash YPR. Now, my guest today is a wonderful comedian who can be seen doing stand-up and characters all over the city. She's also a writer for The Gift one of the house sketch teams at the upright citizens brigade theater here in New York city. And their next show is this coming Monday, tomorrow, February 26th at nine thirty PM at the UCB's theater in the hell's kitchen neighborhood of Manhattan. But if you can't wait that long tonight at five thirty PM at the Brooklyn house of comedy, she will be co-hosting Rose and Thorn, where 25 female comedians will be celebrating the joys and drawbacks of womanhood. It's that a fair, uh, uh, Good. Please welcome to the show, Amanda Hunt.
3: Hi. Good morning, everyone. How's it going? It's going great. It's going great. I love the rain. I uh, managed to protect my bangs, so I feel like oh, I've yeah? already like won the day.
1: Do you do you genuinely love the rain, or is that a, oh, an I ironic? I hate the rain. That was
3: very <laughs> ironic. Uh, but I did protect my bangs from the rain, so like. That's the, where I start my day of victory. Yeah,
1: yeah. I couldn't tell if that was like a. <laughs> I just love walking through New York when it rains. <laughs> type
3: oh of thing. no, I'm. I don't. I'm not that romantic or poetic.
1: No, I feel like any any of that romance I had w- was beaten out of me in my first several years.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the first two months, like the first time I showed up and was like, I am frizzy. I am done with this.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, like look at the steam pouring out of the manholes, yeah. and reflecting against the night lights, and then it's just like I gotta get out. Yeah.
3: my... <laughs> feet are wet
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah then uh, uh yeah then you gotta get rain boots i don't have any good rain boots
3: oh you gotta get them i gotta get some i've had i i like years ago bought the hunter rain boots very expensive okay. yeah they are still good mm. seven years out yeah so that's, See, a, that's, that's really a plug good. that's a plug Free plug for Hunter. Uh, but just like if you see me or want to approach me in social media about Hunter rain boots, I'm happy to talk about them. Oh, look, I'll talk about rain
1: boots for an hour, Amanda. Got <laughs> I Got callers. those. Uh, yeah, that's right. We're going to open those phones up very soon. I want to hear what rain boots you have and which ones I should get. Because look, I got those L.L. Bean boots, right? Mm. I got them before we knew all the bad stuff, you know?
3: Wait, what is bad about well, L.L. Bean? Well, they're,
1: they're like buddy-buddy with uh, uh, Republicans.
3: Man, come that's on, L.L. Bean. Yeah. yeah,
1: I know, I know. Uh, but I mean, maybe not anymore. That was, this is old news. Point I'm trying to make is <laughs> these boots are not comfortable. <laughs> it's the problem. That's my actual problem with mm. it, is that, uh, you really got to wear your thick socks with them. And if not, then your, 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 your feet are cut up.
3: Yeah. So either wet feet or bleeding feet. Exactly. It's you like got to pick your Cinderella. poison. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But how's the, How's everything going? How's Maud night? At the UCB Theater.
3: Oh man, it is a real blast. That's good because uh, you very are a new, fun. you've
1: been doing that uh, uh, for just a couple months or a year, which uh, I know you're relatively new. To I'm this.
3: brand new. Yes. Okay, Tomorrow yeah. night will be my second mod show. Oh boy, ever.
1: that's very cool. It's
3: very cool. It's cool to be at the new theater space at Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like a like a backstage at a at like a a professional Broadway style right. theater, uh, which is really cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you go. It feels uh, it's almost weird to be going and seeing improv in that space because you (laughs) go in. It's just like this deep room with these high ceilings and this you expect to see like a set when you walk in.
3: You imagine you could imagine um, a person sitting in your seat who is much older than you opening a hard candy. Yes, like it feels like that kind of place, oh, but yeah. now it's like a place where cool kids go and hang out. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. come be a cool kid. It used to be
1: tomorrow night at nine thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: that's the perfect time to start.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, I, that the hard candy thing is is uh, very real. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the, a lot of theaters have an announcement like, "Open those hard candies now. This is mm-hmm. your chance." Right at the top.
1: I haven't been to see a, a Broadway play in in a in a little while. Uh, but the last time I went, it was, it was, this was several years ago now. I mean, I'm not counting. Oh, hello. That I did see. Uh, uh but the last time I went is to see Elizabeth Moss do, uh, I think it's called the Heidi Chronicles. Oh yeah. It's the name of the play. By Wendy
3: Wasserstein. Yes.
1: And, uh, uh, there was this like woman sitting next to me and the first, I knew it was going to be an amazing conversation because the first, <laughs> she was by herself. She was very old and she leans across and she goes, this isn't my seat.
3: Oh no. <laughs>
1: and I was like, do you like you need help finding? She's like, no, I'm sitting up in the balcony, and then I moved down here because it was empty.
3: <gasps> she was being bad. <laughs> she was
1: being bad. <laughs> and then she was like, "Did you see the original production? It was here in 1989." And I was like, "Of course I didn't." See that. <laughs> uh, but then uh, she was like, "She was like, you know, one day I saw three plays in a day," and I was like, "How is that possible?" She was like, "Well, there was a special 10 a.m. showing of a thing, and then there was a 1 p.m. matinee of another one, and then." There was a a six PM of one that I saw, and I was like, "When did you eat?" And she says, "Not eating is better than not going to the theater."
3: (gasps) Oh my god, this woman is a hero! (laughs) Wow, that's okay. So, like that, we were talking about being disenchanted with New York, but like Uh that's why you live here. (laughs) So you meet people who are like, "I'll never eat if I can (laughs) see theater."
1: Just so I can, I can uh, uh just tell young people.
3: About it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sad you guys didn't fall in love. Honestly, I know, I'm I know. sorry about that. I
1: know she could have been my, my uh, patron. Yes.
3: Oh my you know? God. Yeah. There's still time. I just
1: live with her in some apartment in uh, like Times Square that she has for like $95 <laughs> yeah. a month.
3: It's like two floors. That's <laughs> yeah. my dream is having a staircase in an apartment. Oh,
1: that would be very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spiral staircase. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, that would be fantastic. But anyway. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so
1: hi. <laughs> yeah, so they say Amanda Hunt is here. We've already uh, uh, gotten off on a on a great start. Tell me about stand-up. We were talking right beforehand about a mic that you host on Saturdays that I didn't know about, but other people should know about it.
3: Oh, sure. Okay, so I host a mic for women and gender non-conforming comics, and it's primarily stand-up, but, like, we've had some great storytellers come through. We've had some great character performers come through. 2 p.m. on Saturdays at the Lantern uh, on Bleecker Street. Mm. And it is like, it's so, as you know, doing stand-up can be a real journey. Uh, Some people are a little negative or are kind of just like, it's a a solo performer's Uh uh, art. Yeah,
1: it's a very generous description.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to to be kind because I've met so many wonderful stand-ups, but I have also not met a lot of wonderful stand-ups. And uh <laughs> uh, but this mic is like really warm and supportive and like you get a good sense of like what's funny because people genuinely are listening and laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's the best. Like I feel like it's my own personal Lilith fair every week. I co host that with Laurel Cummings, who is also a very funny comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's Honestly, some of New York's best and brightest come through.
1: That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys uh, linked up with the the Sup Gals at all?
3: Oh, the Sup Gals have have come to our mic, which uh-huh. was quite an honor. Uh, yeah. And I've done the Sup mic. We're not we're not affiliated in any way other than just like the sisterhood of women sure, in comedy. Yeah. Yeah. But the, like. I think they're so cool. Like, I don't think of myself as cool. You know, like I'm nice. I've got my own good stuff going on, but <laughs> cool is just not part of it. I've
1: got other stuff. that's Going for Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's how want... I feel.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if you want a cool open mic stuff is your mic. If you want like your mom's mic, come on through at 2 p.m. on your Saturdays mom... to the lantern. <laughs> I got orange laces and I'm ready to clap loud for you. <laughs> oh
1: my God. That is, that is maybe the most compelling reason I've ever heard to go to a mic. <laughs> Oh my god! Could you imagine if at any of these just just dank basements where these are houses, just someone's just like oh, I got this orange.
3: Yeah, <laughs> girls eat your slices. <laughs> but they're that's women. That's very cool. And that
1: Saturday <laughs> is at at two p.m. Yes, right at the Lantern. Mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. You uh, uh you started doing improv, right? Uh
3: no? Yeah, I started yes. doing improv. I yeah. mean, I started started doing theater. Like right. I moved to New York City to be an actor. Uh. And I spent like five years auditioning for that. And Broadway was like, please stop. This is getting very sad. Uh, and so I like collectively. Yeah, truly like the guild. Yeah. <laughs> the Broadway guild was like, mm.
1: yeah. What is it like the the, the Schubert organization? Yeah, or Is it Schubert?
3: There's a Schubert. And I think there's a Nederlander. There's like three or four or maybe five callers are going to know. A caller yeah. will know. But yeah. there's like a set of Broadway like families. Mm-hmm. And they did all sit me down and say like, Wow. Aren't you likable? But please don't <laughs> keep doing this. Uh, <laughs>
1: Five families in Broadway. Yeah. Oh, my God. But and, they are. They own like all the major theaters are owned by the same like handful of people. Yeah. It's uh, like
3: cable companies.
1: It's, it's exactly right. It's a very apt analogy. It's just, <laughs> just the same handful of old people mm-hmm. who own all of the things that you like. Yeah. If, this was... I remember like realizing this as like a young man and being devastated. <laughs>
3: oh no, like there's
1: no way to get out of it. There's no way to not participate in this like corporate culture of uh, media, yeah, there's really not.
3: I mean, you can try, but then you just become the thing that you hate. Exa- eventually yes, like, the, exactly. the end goal is to be so successful that then you are that thing. so. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I'm shrugging for everybody. <laughs> yeah. If,
1: if any, well, well, we should open the, we keep mentioning the callers. We should oh, open yeah. the phones. Let's take a little musical break uh, while we set that up, and then we'll be back here on Radio Free Brooklyn with me and Amanda Hunt. Oh, yeah. Back in a moment.
2: Yes. Good. <laughs>
1: we are back here on radio free brooklyn this is young persons radio with me your host colby smith and my guest amanda hunt is here that was abba oh well, abba on a sunday morning and the calls are now open the phone lines are now open the number is 904-351-0729 that's 904-351-0729 amanda do you have a uh, a uh, sunday morning routine
3: Oh, that is a great question. I really don't. Yeah. I, I like I'm a I'm a busy person and mm-hmm. like that's not a brag. That's probably like a point against me is I'm always like, Oh, I have to do this thing and it's like you don't have to. You chose to. <laughs> yeah. So like normally I'll like scramble out of bed try to go to the gym Mm -hmm. uh come home try to shower quickly and then go and be late to whatever it is i'm supposed to be at and then i'm like it's okay that i'm late i went to the gym but (laughs) it's not okay it's rude so i guess being late and feeling bad about it is my that's the sunday Sunday routine routine.
1: that is so fun (laughs) there is a there is a new york times column that has been running for almost 10 years now Mm -hmm. that is called sunday routine Oh, really? Where they interview famous people about how they spend their Sundays, and they give like a, a hour-by-hour uh, like hour schedule of it. And most of them are the same. Most of it is like, as to be expected, like upper-middle-class comforts of just like, I go to yoga, then I have brunch with my friends, then, <laughs> then I, I uh, listen to my son play his guitar, and like, stuff like that. <laughs> the best one, this is the description, this is for the actor Josh Charles. Yeah. You know this he, play, he was on The Good Wife mm-hmm. for a while. This is the description of the article. This is the pitch. Viewers of The Good Wife gasped when the lawyer played by Mr. Charles was suddenly killed. But in real life, he is a guitar strumming family man.
3: Oh, my God. (laughs) You'll never believe it but this actor is different than his storyline on his most popular TV show. Yeah,
1: the storyline in which he died. <laughs> yeah. He is in fact alive and loving the guitar.
3: I wish they'd done it for all of his shows like he was on Sports Night. Like <laughs>
1: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fast talking actor from Sports Night in fact can't string two words together.
3: <laughs> and then all his answers are just like sleep. Oh yeah. Tea.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah here we go here's uh uh this is this is like 11 a.m right okay i'll take my son to his swim class he's learning to feel comfortable in the water blowing bubbles ducking his head under sort of diving it's a really nice experience <laughs>
3: oh my God. wait but how old is the son? <laughs> it doesn't say it should say oh they here, should, oh, this they is should very... have said that
1: then okay here we getting him in and out of the trunks is probably the hardest part we may go to the strand They have story times. I think The Strand is the greatest bookstore in the history of bookstores.
3: Wow. Josh Charles. Hot takes in the New York Times. I know. This
1: guy has really just (laughs) got his finger on the pulse.
3: Get that guy his own talk show. I
1: go back and forth on The Strand myself. Okay. Because uh, I like that it is, you know, it's independently owned. Mm -hmm. But uh, I hate the tote bags. Oh,
3: like it's smug. Yeah, there's there's a a smugness of
1: just like, uh, yeah, I read.
3: I mean... Here's my take on the Strand, and this yeah. won't be popular, but like, here we go. I grew. I'm I'm of used bookstores. You know, yes. like I am of a I'm of a library used bookstore family. Mm-hmm. The first time I went to the Strand, I was like, oh my god, this must be amazing. Everybody's talking about it. Like it's so good. Yeah. And I go, and it's like the books are like two dollars less than they would be on Amazon. And it's like, so the reason to shop here is to feel good about shopping here. Like yeah. it doesn't save you a bunch of money. Like the books are like the books have to kind of look new, I think, for mm-hmm. them to take them. And it's like, that's the whole point of used bookstores. They should feel, like, used, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. Also, increasingly, there are fewer and fewer used books at the Strand, I feel. Yeah. Like, they have the they have the one rack of, like, old paperback, like, mass market paperbacks, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. But you go, like, you stroll down the aisle, and it's like, you, I think the older books, you're more likely to find used copies, and they do have a lot of stuff that's, like, out of print mm-hmm. now. Uh, but if you're just going to buy, like, the sun also rises, <laughs> or something. You're gonna get a copy that you that looks exactly the same as the one at Barts and Noble.
3: And like at that point, it's like I've gone out of my
1: way. Exactly. Yeah. Like
3: now I'm down here in Union Square. I'm yeah. touching a lot of people. I don't <laughs> like this. I know. <laughs> like That's... I used to buy like three dollar Babysitter Club books mm-hmm. at our used book. Like you go, you buy all these Babysitter's Club books, and they're like three dollars each, and yeah. it's so great. And yeah. it, like now they're like ten dollars at the Strand. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I don't have time
1: I don't know I don't know I also find that the uh, the the selling books back to the strand is uh is a process
3: yeah tell me I've tried I tried to do it once and they were like no yeah. and so then I just never tried again well
1: it's it's just like I don't know what their rubric is for taking the books because mm-hmm. like I have I had like a nice first edition of the goldfinch and I was Ooh. just like I don't need this around my <laughs> house anymore and they were just like yeah this has no resale value and I was like why not <laughs> what do you want? What do they want? I don't know. But they took the, like, the the, the the memoir by the guy who made the A.V. Club. That they took for, like, a couple dollars.
3: <laughs> do you think that it's just up to the discretion of the... Str- like, is that the allure of working at the Strand? Is, Maybe. like, this is the power that you get? You get
1: to enforce your tastes on on unwitting booksellers. Yeah,
3: and, like, really make them feel, like, baffled.
1: They could be. Yeah. We have a call on the <gasps> line, Amanda.
3: Oh, my God.
1: Caller. You are now on the air with me and Amanda Hunt. Good morning. Hello. Uh, hi.
0: I'm. Uh, I'm just calling in to uh, give my two cents on on the Strand and uh, its function as a as a, an institution. Okay. What's in your the, name? What's What's your New name? Um, my name is
1: Jimmy Bodren. Jimmy Bodron. Bodren, like an Irish drum. Precisely. <laughs>
3: Hi, Jimmy. Okay. Precisely,
0: like like a little Irish drum that has its own name for some reason, even though it's just a drum, like any drum.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Anyway, your thoughts on the Strand?
0: Uh, I think the Strand's a great place. It, it's it's sort of a a, a, a heterotopia, you know, a, a place apart, a place where 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 like-minded individuals, uh, readers can say hey we're not going we're going to go over here now to this special place just for us
2: uh-huh. where
0: where this special skill that we have is celebrated yeah and we can just be together right because the rest the of the same world large warehouse. so
3: reading is the special skill
1: yeah well the rest of the world is so hard on readers Amanda
3: That's true people <laughs> are always like the world is full of high school bullies so i understand it, that it's, tr-
0: it's true the thing that they don't know is that even though they think reading is lame, actually reading is cool. Uh, it's actually a, a cool, smart people thing that only we know how to do. And uh, all the coolest people in history were readers. Um, I mean, I'll direct you just to the, the a, a funny missive, uh on a tote bag I recently purchased from Strand. Oh, okay, okay. Uh,
3: they, is that a new tote bag? Like, did you change designs, or is it like just in your old one wore out? It? It's
0: a new tote for me, but it's a classic look.
2: Uh,
3: I like the that answer.
0: It tote says, <laughs> "If you someone brings you home and they don't have any books in their house, don't fuck them."
1: This is the, this is the uh, uh, the John Waters uh quote.
3: Oh yeah, right. Yeah, it's a code. It's a
0: code to live by about who to fuck and who not to fuck.
3: Jimmy, is it's that something you practiced in your own life? <laughs> have you walked out on somebody after seeing no books?
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely. I have. I was <laughs> swindled into going back. With some Philistine back to his apartment, his linoleum apartment or whatever. I get there. He brings me into his room.
3: Full linoleum? And it's all a
0: bunch of DVDs.
3: Oh, wow. Uh Did you check the living room for books?
0: I looked in the living room. I looked in the bathroom for maybe like a trivia reader. Uh There were no books. And I thought, what am I doing? Jimmy, what are you doing here? You sex-addled maniac. You are about to let someone in to your sexual life
2: uh-huh.
0: who doesn't have a bunch of books, like a big stack of them, uh-huh. in his room for me to see and verify that he, too, uh, knows about books.
2: Well,
1: Jimmy, I would say that uh, what's alarming to me about this situation is that you ignored the red flag of this guy lives in a has a living room that's all linoleum. Yeah. And you walk, you were like this this is okay, this is fine, but it's the lack of books I have a problem with. This guy yeah, probably
3: also. Go ahead. Go ahead. Did you ask about a Kindle?
1: Maybe he's got a Kindle, Jimmy.
3: People love Kindles now, environmentally friendly.
0: No, we had a Kindle s I, I cause I went into a bit of a rage, you know throwing plates on the floor and, and knocking over furniture, screaming, Where are the books? There are no books, you tricked me, you whore. And he was like I read books, look at look at look at this it's a Kindle. And I uh I I'll tell you right now, I broke that oversized Game Boy in half of my knee.
3: What doesn't count as
0: a book. I don't care what's in there. <laughs> what, it's a it's a it's an iPad to hold your PDFs? No thanks. Go to the strand. Get a bunch of books. It, you feel the yellowing paper in your hand and breathe in that you know that special smell that only readers know?
3: We both know it. Totally, totally.
0: Yeah, I know I know you guys do. For any of your listeners out there, it's like a special it's like a musty smell, you know? Uh it's like a, it's like a, like a, it's just a special smell. You know how, like, on the internet sometimes they'll be like, they'll be like, here's a list of words we made up for, like, different kinds of feelings that don't exist yet. And oh, sure. Be like, yeah,
3: famous. And poor
0: Hogan. And it'll be like, the smell of a used bookstore. I mean, that's, that's what it is.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: <laughs> Can I ask Hogan. a
3: question about the plates breaking? Or the, did they do they do plates break if you drop them on linoleum? I was
1: going to ask the same thing. Or
3: is it sort of like they just kind of fall to the floor?
1: With a thud. Just
0: throw them yeah. very hard, but I was very angry.
3: Uh, you so
1: know you know? Were, I were I'm just imagining you in this all linoleum room trying to throw plates against the wall and them not breaking and then you just getting madder and picking them back up and throwing them harder. And then the guy, this this guy, what's his name? The guy you were uh, trying to see.
3: Reasonable sounding man with a murder apartment.
1: With a bunch of DVDs. I don't. With the DVDs, yeah, I don't remember his name. He lives in a place with all linoleum and DVDs and a Kindle.
3: I think you did go home with John Waters. (laughs) Like what? Like, could you imagine if John Waters was like, "I'm going to streamline and put all my stuff on this Kindle." John Waters
1: (laughs) and. John Waters has just a wall of DVDs.
3: And then they're all, like, different divine, uh, yeah. like, movies and oh my wrestling God. clips. And- oh.
1: In this one, she eats cat poop.
3: Oh, God. I, <laughs> huh, I That would be very upsetting for me to see.
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? In polyester, doesn't she eat actual dog poop?
3: I think, yes. I have, like, well, I'm that's really not, like, a poop humor person. No. Like, I'm, I'm, like, I really draw a line. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And so I can't, I can't be a part. Of, like my friend just got a a picture for her bathroom that's Batman sitting on a toilet, and I was like, oh, "I'll yeah. never use your bathroom. I'll <laughs> never use your bathroom.
1: I'll go down the street." Yeah,
3: I will. I will. There are plenty of bodegas, and yeah. I'm very polite.
1: Take that, John Waters. <laughs>
3: yeah. So was it John Waters, Jimmy?
0: No. I think you just wanted to talk about poop for a while. But me. it's not my show.
1: No, you're yes, yeah, yes, that's true. Well thank you. Thank you for thank you for saying
3: that. Well Jimmy, I hope you find love.
1: I know. I have I have hope it's for a, you.
3: They gotta get an I've app for found love.
1: you. Oh you oh okay. Well it's let's it's, hear about that. It's the
0: strand. It's oh. the strand. It's the whole place. I get that. It's full of romance and intrigue.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I go there and I walk around and I see just zoned out NYU students with lanyards on, and I think any one of these could be my next beau. So it hasn't we, happened yet, <laughs> but I.
3: You love the Strand itself, or you love you love the idea of meeting a person at the Strand.
0: Well, I mean, the, the, the two ideas go. I mean, that the the two sides of the same coin. You know, if I could beat someone, imagine meeting someone cool enough to work at the Strand. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a dream. Like, we're on that same of a wavelength mm-hmm. that, that they decided that their direct deposits from their parents for their fifth year at the at Tish wasn't enough for their needs, so they took a part-time job at the Strand because hey, at least they could be surrounded by uh, you know, I mean, their they're cobblet majors, so at least they could sort of be around it, I guess. I don't yeah. know. And and but after like two days, they realize that it's nothing to do with it. It's just a terrible job, like any other job. And they worked there for years, and then yeah. they meet
1: me. Yeah, they made, and We hit it off. And
0: That's you right.
3: have a job at the Strand, also?
0: Oh no, 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 no! I'm a venture capitalist.
1: Oh, you're a venture capitalist. Oh, oh okay. You're a venture capitalist. I well, guess. you know, if, if that actually kind of makes some kind of sick sense. Actually, why? Jimmy. Well, just because uh, uh, venture capitalists know about the Strand now. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, Ooh.
3: HQ and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. HQ. Yeah. It,
3: it's good. But
0: capitalism benefits everybody.
3: <laughs> I think the Strand thinks that, for sure. That's, <laughs> an, definitely, that's definitely aligned definitely with the Strand's. Uh, yeah.
1: What well, if, the, right? if the Strand starts selling yep. tote bags that say capitalism benefits everybody? <laughs>
3: And if they don't believe all that, don't time. fuck them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jimmy, thank you so much for calling. We got another caller on the line I want to get to.
0: Okay now. You all take care.
1: Thank you, Jimmy. Thanks, Jimmy. That's Jimmy, everybody.
3: I'm rooting for him.
1: Right, me too. Me too. Caller, you're on the air with me and Amanda Hunt. Hello? Hey, what's what who's this and where are you calling from? This is Jared. Okay. Calling from Long Island. Long Island, Jared.
3: Oh, hi, Jared.
1: How's it
2: going? Hello. Uh, hi. Uh, what, are we talking about books? Yeah, we're do doing a little book talk.
3: Yeah, you do you have book opinions? Doing a little
2: book talk. Listen, Colby, uh, I'm a big fan of literature. Okay. Um, I'm not a big fan of books, though. It's too much effort to turn the pages. I don't like it. uh uh-huh. I have fragile wrists. They get painful. I can't finish books. Okay. But- I, however... I like the literature scene that's on the internet. If you go on, there's oh. lots of great literature online okay. that are, you can read.
1: Are you talking like uh, like Tumblr memes? Is that what you like? What do you like? So,
2: sort of. Uh, what I'm getting into here, uh, fan fictions. Oh, fan
1: fiction.
3: Oh, fan fiction. Fan so wait, fiction. You don't read the book yes. that the fan fiction is based on. You go straight to the fan fiction.
2: Right. I don't all these fan fictions are based on books I haven't read. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy them anyways. Um I got one of my favorites right here. I was wondering if I could you know read you a tidbit.
1: Yeah, give me give me a couple sentences.
2: Yeah, okay. Uh this is a Harry Potter fan fiction. Okay. Um I'm just going to dive into it. Hi, my name is Ebony Darkness Dementia Ravenway, and I have long black, ebony black hair. That's how I got my name. Okay. With purple streaks and red tips that reaches my mid-back and icy blue eyes, like limpid tears. And a lot of people tell me I look like Amy (laughs) Lee. Like who? I'm not related to Gerard Way. (laughs) Sorry? What? Wait. Who what are you talking about?
3: This Okay, so first of all, and I don't I'm not I'm a reading literature. The fan
2: fiction.
1: Okay, yeah, I know. But uh
3: like I'm not a literature critic, but I I do have a couple of thoughts just to, like a little bit of feedback if you know if if you know the author of this fan fiction like is isn't fan fiction is yeah. the idea that it copies the style of the like we're already writing in first person, mm-hmm. which Harry Potter is a third person narrative.
2: Listen. I'm not familiar with Harry Potter. Like I said, I don't read um, paperback.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true.
2: Yeah. But um, any criticisms you have, I'm sure, are valid. Maybe I'm we want to... I'm just, you know, I just came on this show. It's something I really like, and I just kind of feel like you guys are... <clears throat> And just criticizing it. No, 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 about, no, no, no. Oh, that's no, we're the just wrong, trying
3: to have a dialogue.
1: Exactly. That's the wrong idea. We're just we we're poking and prodding. I think
2: there's nothing wrong with it at all.
1: Oh, good. Well, great. Okay,
3: so the first paragraph is this high school-aged person describing how she looks.
1: Uh-huh. and she looks like Jamie Lee? Yes.
3: Is, who is Jamie Lee? Is,
1: you mean the writer? Amy Lee. Amy Lee?
3: Is Amy, Amy? Lee yeah. an actress? Oh, here
2: we go. I'm sorry. There's She's, an author's uh, note after that sentence. But basically, oh. it says, if you don't know who she is, get the hell out of here.
1: Okay, well, I guess we got to get the hell out of here. Yikes. Um, I guess
2: you do. I guess you do. This
3: is exclusive reading. It
2: really is. Where can we find this? This is available online, Colby. My, <laughs> It's a whole Wikipedia page filled to the brim with quality content. But what is it called? <laughs> I'm not just gonna look up <laughs> Harry Potter Amy <laughs> Lee fan fiction.
3: I also I am impressed that people are using Wikipedia as a platform for short stories.
1: That is like, an unexpected like,
3: angle.
2: It's a wiki. Here. Yeah, it's a wiki. It's a wiki.
3: Oh, Jared, you're so hip. You've got a lot of hip internet stuff. I, like I don't know if you're listening earlier. I'm kind of like a mom. I don't know uh, all this stuff.
1: No, actually, I type you're in a mom Harry Potter. I'm Amy like Lee a and mom. Found it
2: right away. Oh. Uh, Okay,
3: Like Just just like, you know, how your mom will be like, I don't know how to send gifts.
2: No, my mom's a very smart lady. Oh,
3: she sounds great.
2: She knows how to do stuff like that. She knows how to
1: send gifts. Your mom knows how to send gifts. Okay, cool.
3: My mom taught me how to send gifts, actually. (laughs) Uh, That's true.
2: (laughs) Yeah, she does. Anyways, I'm not going to read on. Uh, Basically, the premise is you got the main character... Evening, Darkness, Dementia, Raven, Way. Uh-huh. Um, she falls in love with Draco Malfoy. And Draco Malfoy, you know, bangs her in the Forbidden Force. He what? Uh, Dumbledore sees them. Okay. Right? You're yeah, yeah, me? no, I'm with you, I'm with you, yeah. Yeah. Dumbledore sees them and, uh, you know, yells at them. And then, Evening, Darkness, Dementia, Raven, Way falls in love with Harry Potter Except she's not called Harry Potter in this. She's just called Vampire.
1: Vampire. Just oh. Look, I gotta read. I gotta Vampire. read this. I gotta read this thing and then uh, maybe come back to you with questions. How about that?
3: I mean, I have a lot Absolutely. of questions. I'll definitely be reading this. Uh, thank you for introducing us to our lives. Yes.
1: Uh, what was your name I'm again, gonna, Jared? I'm get out
2: of your hair. Yeah. All right. I'll
1: talk Jared? to you guys later. Who's Jared? Right. What. God, never mind. Jared from Long Island. Never mind, he's gone.
3: <laughs> Jared, wow, we hardly knew you. Thanks,
1: thanks, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even hear me asking for his name. <laughs> I don't care that much. <laughs> 904-351-0729. That's nine zero four three five one zero seven two nine. This is Young Persons Radio with me, your host Colby Smith, and my guest Amanda Hunt. Amanda Hunt is here.
3: Hi. We
1: are going to t- uh, we're going to do a segment now uh, that uh, we do with guests from time to time. This, is, uh, this has evolved from uh, uh, generations of studying the ways of the great interviewers, uh, Terry Gross and, uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, maybe just Terry Gross. Okay, sure. This is a, a segment we like to call the Young Persons Radio Guest Questionnaire. Ooh. These are questions that, uh, that really get to the heart of, of the matter,
2: okay. I would say.
1: First question. Who is an actor or actress who every time they come on the screen you go, oh, cool.
3: Oh man. Uh I would say, oh my God, what's his name? John. He has curly hair. He was in Step Brothers with Will Farrell.
1: Uh, John C. Riley? Yes. Yes.
3: Yeah. John C. Riley, Oliver Platt. I'm always like, oh yeah.
1: Oh, Oliver Platt is an interesting one.
3: Like, right. He's I feel delightful. like he'll just do
1: whatever. <laughs> yeah.
3: And he's always so good. And yeah. you're just like, oh. All for fun is in this. Yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a better question. Oh, neat instead yeah. <laughs> of oh cool. <laughs> Next question. You are stricken ill. What show do you put on while you heal?
3: Oh man, that's a great question. Okay, so for years and years, I've watched all of Law and Order SVU mm. five times. Yes. Uh like straight through. So for a long time the answer would be that. Yeah. Um but last year I got a debilitating stomach virus. I went to the good place. Ah. And it healed me. Yeah. And I would do it again. I'd watch it again. Honestly, that's the, it's the most delightful show.
1: I have been hearing this uh constantly I feel like. Do you, people you really have you like, watched it? No, I haven't not yet. I mean I have to now. It, you know? Well,
3: is it one of So when somebody when too many people tell me I'm going to like something, I'm like I can't like uh crazy ex-girlfriend everyone mm. is like you're gonna love this and now they like, were like too much pressure I they were like you
1: it. specifically are gonna love this yeah see i'm just more reacting to like so many people are saying that they're watching it mm. and i'm just like well i gotta be part of this <laughs> <laughs> i'm a slave oh uh, yeah i mean
3: that's that's a good reason to watch it i think is to like be a part of a group think situation. Sure.
1: yeah yeah just want to fall in line yeah amanda that's all <laughs> i want <laughs> 904 uh, 3510729 is our number. That's 904 We will now continue with the questionnaire. Okay. The questionnaire continues as follows Is there an internet trend that drives you nuts that you can't
3: stand? When people say adulting, <laughs> it is upsetting to Ooh, me.
1: I have been seeing it on t shirts now.
3: I can't. I can't.
1: There's one I saw the other day that said it was a black t shirt with just white right. lettering and said, adulting is hard AF.
3: That is so annoying. <laughs> that is annoying. Like, being an adult is hard. Sure. But, like, it's not so hard that you need to, like, make a gerund where there isn't one. Yeah. You know, like, I, I like BuzzFeed, but I do blame BuzzFeed. Um, Like, being in a like, like, we're all adults. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody is like, oh, my God, I adulted so hard today, I vacuumed. I'm just like, I don't want to hear about vacuuming (laughs) and i like don't think like i I, it it is very annoying to me i can't even put my finger on why except that i think it's like people say it to be fun yeah and it's not fun
1: yeah it's a problem i have with a lot of phrases or like other memes like that that just kind of get in the water supply somehow where it's just like you're saying this to be funny because you like you've heard that it's funny like it doesn't actually make you laugh yeah uh like a joke that you yourself come up with might make you laugh yeah but instead it's just it's like it's like copying
3: yeah you know it's there's like a famous internet cartoon and i won't say the name here okay but it's a person who's very popular and they um they think what the audience would think is funny and then they draw to that Uh uh-huh and it feels like that. Like, it feels yes. like something where it's like, I have been told this is funny, so I'm going to say it. And it's like, anything else you say would be funnier. Yeah. I would applaud the effort more than anything else. I
1: completely, I feel the exact same way. <laughs> it's just like, even if it doesn't work, just try something else. Yeah. Don't uh, don't tell me you're adulting. Don't tell me uh, 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 it's hard AF. Uh,
3: just say, I vacuumed. And yeah. I'll be like, wow, good for you. That's great.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. We can have an actual, a real conversation.
3: Yeah. We could just be two people. <laughs>
1: The one that always used to drive me crazy is uh, anytime said anything. This is less popular now. Anytime said any, anybody, anytime anyone said anything that you didn't understand immediately, you went, what are you smoking? Oh, boy. remember? What are you smoking? I do. That I was around it. for like eight years. Oh,
3: my God. A
1: go to punchline for the unfunny.
3: Yeah, I just like not everyone has to be funny. Yeah. Like, that's a thing that I like. I'm on Tinder. I'm trying to find love. Mm. Uh, and a lot of times I'll be like, oh, I'm a comedian. And dudes will come back with like, do you know this oh, joke? Yeah. Do you know this joke by this other person? And I'm like, I mean, maybe I know <laughs> that joke. But like, that's not, you don't have to be funny. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a comedian. You must love Animal House. Yeah
3: here's a paragraph of Anthony Jeselnik's routine how do you feel yes. about it
1: you know how all comedy is the same yeah you must like it all
3: you must like it all <laughs> and also aren't you impressed with my encyclopedic knowledge of right. it well that's the uh, that's
1: the other other element of it which yeah. is uh, you know just like well you might think you have expertise but um, it is expertise that I share
3: <laughs> yeah and it's like you're a chef like I'm not like yeah. hey do you know about mac and cheese yeah like, yeah, well, it's also just like you're not
1: on Tinder to find a a a, a joke machine. Oh God, I
3: am yeah. certainly not. I'm actually I'm swiping left on that nonstop. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you know uh, the comedian Chanel Ali? She's on MTV's Girl Code. Oh, okay. She does this bit where she's just talking about this very thing, and she says, "I'm not fucking for laughs,", <laughs>, <laughs> which is uh, very amusing to me. Nine zero four three five one zero seven two nine is our number. Nine zero four. Three five one oh seven two nine. Amanda, a question. Okay. From the questionnaire. you find yourself in a casino. Oh boy! You look down in your hand. What's that? It's two hundred dollars worth of chips. Which game do you play first?
3: Wow. <laughs> okay. So this is what is tough. Is I don't like to gamble. Here we go. Uh, and. Here's why. Yeah. Um, I don't like to take risks. Like, okay. I'm like very happy to be like, wow, I have two hundred dollars. Let me go cash that out. I'm going to go to the bank. Yeah, I'm going to go to the bank. Oh. But like I, uh, I did a theater gig in Colorado, mm-hmm. um, in like the mountains of Colorado for two summers and a fall. Mm. And um, w- there were casinos there. Yeah. And we gambled maybe twice. Like I would sit with a friend while they played a slot machine (laughs) and just like enjoy the company. But like, but I do like slot machines. Like I might take a little bit of that money, Mm. play the slots. There was a game uh, in Cripple Creek, Colorado called chickens or like chickens falling out of the sky or something. And like you tried to get the chickens to line up. And it was like, if you got chickens, you got something. If you got pigs, you got something. So like if it's a funny slot game, Uh I will play it for a little while. Yeah. But then I'm going to be like, great, I'll take this hundred and seventy five dollars <laughs> and
1: yeah yeah there is uh, these like themed slot machines i find a, a little unsettling really because it's like the themes are very strange mm-hmm. it's like you sit down and it's just like oh like shrek is gonna uh come out whatever i i get a couple of things matched <laughs> on this thing it's like you got to match the uh, gingerbread men
3: yeah I mean, that's that's the only way to get me to gamble is to make it like really cute and zeitgeisty, and then I'm like, okay, all right, Ariel and uh, Sebastian and Flounder are all characters on this slot machine. I guess I'll play it for a little
1: while. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we'll get a uh, 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 HBO's Crashing style uh, slot
3: machine. Oh, fingers crossed that we can get everything branded Crashing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You win uh, win money,
1: just hear that laugh, that laugh that haunts everyone's dreams. Here is the final question in the uh in the uh, in the questionnaire. Okay, for today. What is the dumbest thing that's ever made you cry?
3: Oh my god, I cried at a lot of stuff, but I would yeah. say the thing I got made fun of crying at the most. I went to see a movie um here on earth mm-hmm. with my friends when I was a teenager. Oh no, wait. Here's an Here's another one. You know, the movie Dan in Real Life.
1: Oh, with uh, Steve Carell. Yeah. Yeah, of course.
3: I went to see it with my friend and her dad and her brother and I cried so hard and they were (laughs) all like, why are you crying? And I don't even remember. Like, Uh I barely remember the movie, but like Dan in Real Life, I would say like anytime animals are friends on the Internet, I'm going to cry a little Uh bit. Um, Sometimes I so I work in finance and Mm. uh, I'll be sitting at my desk next to my coworker, Cody, who's the best person i know yeah uh and sometimes i'll listen to rent and i'll just cry at my desk and totally. like cody knows, like cody knows to not be like are you okay or like this is weird he's just like you must be listening to rent and <laughs> then like he just keeps <laughs> and then i'll like stop crying and be like hey um do you know what the monthly re- like performance number was for uh-huh. december like so any like anything that
1: sounds like the healthiest working relationship. I've ever heard.
3: <laughs> it's, it, I feel truly blessed. Like yeah. I am always like, wow. I I am so lucky to work with this like cool. Yeah. He's so much younger than me and so mm. much wiser and more like grounded. And I'm oh wow. Like, wow. I hope when I grow up, I can be Cody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Dan. In real life, uh I feel like I, I rewatched a couple of years ago, expecting to like dump on it a yeah. little bit and just be like, oh look at this stupid movie, <laughs> 2007. <laughs> Uh, but it, it uh it held up way better than I expected.
3: What is it about? I
1: well uh well you see Amanda.
3: Okay, tell me.
1: Steve Carell, you know he's this uh is he's, he's, he's this this dad you know he's got these uh these young daughters mm-hmm. and uh you know his wife uh died I think a classic setup for oh, an for a, a, a indie drama uh and um, so he goes to his family's like Thanksgiving uh getaway.
3: And he has a station wagon or something. You see him driving he has a, a station lot.
1: wagon He's always driving. Yeah. And he goes, uh, he gets there and he's just kind of down in the dumps, you know. He goes to this, uh, he goes to get the papers one morning. Mm-hmm. And, he, and who does he meet? The English patient, Juliette Binoche. <gasps> and they hit it off in this bookstore. Uh, and oh And then boy. Uh, he's just like, oh, she's like, oh, I gotta go. Like she gets this call. She's like, oh, I gotta go. I gotta go. And then he's like, oh, well, I'll never see you again. And she's just, I think she gives him her number or something. And then he's just like, he's like, you know he's he's on cloud nine. He's dancing in the street. He's like, oh, I just met this this beautiful, exciting woman. And then he gets to uh uh he gets to his back to the house, and his brother is there, played by Dane Cook.
3: Oh boy, uh-huh. and boy. Dane remember Cook is like, when Dane Cook was in everything? He
1: was in so much stuff, oh. including Dan in real life. And then who is he there with? Who's his new girlfriend? Juliette Binoche, the English patient. Juliette Binoche. And then this, this this whole this whole back and forth oh. they can't deny these feelings, but they can't. But they're they're face to face with each other all the time. Oh
3: my god! And she's trying to deal with the fact that she's dating Dane Cook, <laughs> which is like its own emotional journey. Dane Cook is
1: in this movie as himself. That's.
3: <laughs> I mean, I have to assume uh, that he only ever played himself. Now, do you know now he's dating this like eighteen year old? Oh God! In- Instagram person. He's I like didn't know that. Forty one. Yeah. It's a bad, it's a bad look. Like, yes. I, like love is love. Like, do what you're going to do. But, like, there is a, t- there's a, there's a, there's a spread of ages mm. where it starts to be a bad look.
1: Y- yes. Uh, and I he agree. is
3: in that spread. It's
1: just, a, like, yeah. It's, you know? It's just, it, it's a little, just, it, like, skeezy. Like, you she's know?
3: newly 18. Yeah. You know, yeah. like.
1: You hear that and you're just kind of like. Uh, uh, she's uh, in uh, high uh, school. Uh, yeah. Like,
3: age-wise, she should be in high school. Yeah or like maybe freshman year of college and she's got one of those like right. August September birthdays. Yeah,
1: what do you think they talk about?
3: Probably like he's like, "Okay, now what? Now watch watch my watch my Madison Square Gardens <laughs> like watch watch this joke that I'm about to do. It's going to be so good." And, and then she's like, "You're so funny."
1: <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, because she's 18. Yeah. She's never seen this stuff before that was everywhere <laughs> in like 2005. Yeah.
3: She was she was born, but she yeah, would have been was like alive. 5. Yeah, Ooh. she would have been five. Uh, like, I, like, I just, I remember being 18 and, like, yeah. I would, like, eight. it makes sense that an 18-year-old would want to date Dane Cook, but it, like, and if it, and, like, for Dane Cook to want to date an 18-year-old, that makes sense, and now I know you, Dane Cook. I
1: think that sound clip is going to be in the reel next week. <laughs> it makes sense for an 18-year-old to want to date Dane Cook. <laughs>
3: Is yes, an I made amazing into the amazing
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the Dane Cook we knew, but-,
3: uh, but like I get, like he's like not. Unattractive, like I just, you know, like sure, I bet he's very charismatic. I mean, yeah, there's
1: a reason he like got cast in all those movies afterwards. I mean, he's like he's uh, animated and he's he's not bad looking
3: and he's charming. Like, sure, when you're 18, charisma can substitute for a lot of things, sure. Whereas, when you're I'm almost double 18 now at this point in my life, and like, boy, am I not impressed by charisma. And
1: now that is why we've uncovered why Dane Cook needs to date an 18 year old. Yeah, his charisma's right. not working on anybody
3: else. That's right. Sorry, Dane Cook.
1: <laughs> well, Amanda, we got to start wrapping the show up. Now.
3: Oh man, I know it we, flew by. I really
1: did. It really did. Uh, we have no more time for calls. So whatever Aww. you do, don't call 904-351-0729. Oh,
3: sorry, callers. In these
1: last couple of minutes, but let's get some. Uh, let's get some final plugs in. So tonight at the Brooklyn House of Comedy, mm-hmm. which sounds like a joke, <laughs>
3: it does, doesn't it? <laughs> It's in Crown Heights.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay, cool, cool, yeah. Uh,
3: And it is 25, like, truly the funniest, funniest women around. Throw Um, me some names. All right, we're talking... Kelsey Bailey, oh. we're talking Millie T. Oh. Uh, we're talking Marcela Nyongo, who oh my is god. my co-host. <laughs> uh, I would love to pull up a list. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Alyssa in Paris.
1: Oh my god!
3: Uh, just like just a bunch of great, funny women, um, and like a cool venue, uh, and it's in Brooklyn. So if you're in Brooklyn, you know you're like, oh, I don't want to go to the city to do a thing. That's mm-hmm. useful. Hard.
1: especially on a weekend
3: yeah on a sunday mm. oh it's at 5 30 did you just finish brunch with your friends and then drinks at the bar with your friends after brunch you're probably pretty drunk come to this comedy show <laughs>
1: did you just have a, a new york times sunday routine <laughs> <Yeah>. and uh, <laughs> did you take your son to uh, swimming lessons and then uh, go to the strand the greatest bookstore in the history of bookstores
3: josh charles come through
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sounds like from this that his night's free yeah
3: and honestly, I'm a huge Sports Night fan. I'd love to see him. I'd love to compliment him on that. Um, I'm a fan of some of his other work, but none of it's coming to me right now. I was not a good good wife watcher. Me neither. I am not a good wife watcher. Is it still on? I think on? it's
1: off now. It's been oh. replaced by, there's a spinoff with Christine Baranski that's called The Good Fight.
3: <gasps> I do really like Christine Baranski. Yeah, me too. I could maybe be compelled to watch The Good Fight. Yeah,
1: ever since The Grinch. Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> oh, ever since Sybil.
1: You know what? Never saw Sybil.
3: It's fine. But sure. she's magnificent on yeah.
1: yeah. She's really great. She's mm-hmm. one of these, this class of just like tall actresses who rule. Yeah. <laughs> and
3: it's like able to play dismissive in a way that's like yeah. engaging.
1: Yes. Yes. Anyway, love you, Christine Baranski.
3: If you're listening, I you're a hero
1: yeah. to both of us yeah yeah exactly uh well yeah thanks uh everybody and then tomorrow mod night obviously yes with the gift
3: with the gift
1: at the ucb and house kitchen mm-hmm. and uh uh yeah thank you for being here oh, i had such a nice time talking me. to you
3: this was the best good great and we learned about fan fiction <laughs>
1: yeah we certainly learned about <laughs> fan fiction <laughs> well thanks everybody for listening we will be back next week where our guest will be the mashable writer chloe bryan Uh, So be sure to stick around or tune back in for that. In the meantime, please stick around for Points of Order. They will be here momentarily. And we are going to go out to a track by the Screaming Females from their new album, All at Once. This is Glass House. We'll see you guys next week. Goodbye!